0: What up, Pro Gun Bullies and Magnum pack and Patriots? Thank you for tuning in to Tap Rack Bang, Episode 8, The Ocho. The Ocho. I'm Ryan Frazier. With me as always, Riding Shotgun is the tactical
1: tackle, Tyler Witzke. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. We got some bright new lights in here. And yeah. I think uh, people are going to see us pretty well now. You're glowing, baby. Thank you. I'm
0: saying. <laughs> All righty. Um... We invite all of you, if you you like the Second Amendment, you like guns, you like freedom, you hate commies, go ahead and hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. And share it. Share it with your your pro-gun homies and smash the bejesus out of that Liberty Bell so you get the alarm of freedom every time a new podcast drops. Not only podcasts, but whenever we post a video. Videos, even. Legislative updates, gun reviews,
1: all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, all kinds of good stuff coming on this National Association for Gun Rights YouTube channel and wherever you're watching and listening to your things. But last week we had a comments challenge. It was... What did we do last week? What did week? we do last week? Uh, oh, Zombies versus Terminators. Yeah, there it Terminators is. Terminators definitely won in the comments yep. section. But someone also mentioned a Red Dawn scenario, which is probably equally legitimate, so props for that comment. Um, this week, I got another scenario one for you. You can only have three calibers for all your guns for the rest of your life. Tyler, what
1: would you take? So I think we're both on the same page. we mm-hmm. both about both, like, 308... Twelve gauge and nine millimeter. Yep. Covering all the bases there. You got good home defense and any of those options. Yeah. You can hunt with the three oh eight. You can hunt with the twelve gauge. Yep. And uh I think it just covers all the bases and Yeah,
0: I it's hard not to have twenty two in there, but I don't know what I would swap it with. Maybe you could say swap the twelve gauge for twenty two, but I think I'll take the versatility of the 12 gauge and the home defender yeah. aspects of it. But and I think
1: if you're hunting any waterfowl, you're gonna want a shotgun for that. For show, so. for show. But using that for show, exactly. Yeah.
0: Comment below. Three calibers for the rest of your life. What is
1: your pick? Um, what's what's up with these stickers? Got oh,
0: got yeah. Some stickers right here. We really got good.
1: These fancy tap rack bang stickers. Again, we have a link down in the description. You can sign up to get one of these we have already fulfilled
0: what's a thing like that cost 200 300 bucks
1: free 99 you gotta be shitting me it's
0: absolutely free free. hot damn absolutely free you know the pro gun bullies responded quite well to this we had to fulfill a bunch of these orders from last week's show which is awesome we're excited to start seeing these smacked all over town um and i write in personal thank you to Anyone who's ordering one of these stickers, I think you've been writing so many letters, you're getting carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah, no kidding. Or but. from something else. <laughs> but um, but yeah, stickers. People like so. them. You got the tap rack veins. We got the NAGRs. All kinds of cool
1: swag. Yeah,
0: swag. Swag. Put them on your
1: car. Put them on your gun safe. Put them wherever you feel where you would like to display mm-hmm. your favorite podcast. So
0: yeah, it's exciting stuff. Exactly. All righty. Well, shall we dive into the news? of the world of gun rights bullet points yes so we should start with the atf we told you last week about the pistol brace ban biden brought it back from the dead we killed it and now there's a zombified version of it that he's trying to make happen yep shit it's just stupid yeah (laughs) comment comment periods open look in the description box where we have all of our links you can leave a comment. Speak your mind to the bureaucrats at the ATF who are trying to ban this harmless accessory that makes a gun more stable to shoot. You know, God forbid yeah. that that
1: happens. Yeah, and luckily, <laughs> this is moving to the next bullet point. Um, we actually have worked with Representative Bob Good from Virginia. District Magnum 5, Pack and Patriot. Exactly. Right. Um, a bill called the Pistol Act. Hmm. So this bill would actually prevent federal government ATF, anyone from uh, regulating pistol braces. Yeah. so Common it,
0: sense, pro-gun shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it has 17 co-sponsors right now. But uh, we want you to contact your representative. Tell them to sign on to the Pistol Act. Do it. Because the Biden administration is just Holding nothing back, yeah, coming after these pistol braces, you know, and it's
0: cool seeing some pro gun legislation exactly being drafted and introduced in Pelosi's house because you know that just
1: yep. just upsets her and yeah, and, that's and what we, we ought to be we're, doing. We're just used to seeing the uh, the anti gun bills and we keep getting beaten down because you yeah. know let's all, take
0: let's take the offense on this one exactly
1: hell and yeah it's it's just good to see so. Mm-hmm. In addition to
0: pistol braces, of course, you all know the ATF wants to ban homemade guns. They call them ghost guns, but uh, yeah, that, that ban still, the rule is still online. We're still all up in the comments, period, so we're also going to leave a link below so you can comment to the ATF that you don't want them to ban homemade guns. Yep. Another good thing to do, if you click right through the description box, just just comment on all the things and sign all the petitions. takes five seconds. Yep, And you're... Doing a whole service to your country there. Mm. Hell, hell pecker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, everyone's favorite gun grabber de jure, David Chipman. The Senate Judiciary Committee voted on him this week. Well, we're recording this before it happened, but as you're watching this, the vote happened. We're pretty sure it's going to be an 11-to-11 11 11 tie. We'll update when we post if something different happened. At any rate, Senate's going into recess, and... No, so another week from now, the full Senate could start voting on this creep, and it's on all of us to just raise a ruckus. Yep, sign your petition. Sign your petition, call your senators, block this lunatic, Yep, because I don't like the idea of Biden in the White House with this jackass yep. being his chief gun control enforcer, and we can stop this one. If we, we flip one Democrat, that's it. Yep. That's all you gotta do. And Republicans gotta hold the line, which it seems like they will, but you can never always you can never trust a politician to do the right thing, so we gotta hold
1: them accountable no matter what. Yep. Are you still running with your nomination? Or yeah, you... I'm
0: I don't know why I'm not being <laughs> I haven't gotten any calls from the Senate Judiciary Committee, but my candidacy to direct the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosive is still alive and well. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to defeat David Shipman and head up the ATF and
1: bring the whole thing crumbling to the ground. Yeah, let's hear what you have to say. Let's let's get some comments, see if you'd vote mm-hmm. for Fraser. Yeah, I'm with Frazier down <laughs> below. Down below.
0: What's Do it. Statement? Huh? What's your mission
1: statement?
0: Uh to turn the beer of alcohol, tobacco, firearms and explosive into a convenience store. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's real that's original, good. Fraser. Eight. Great. <laughs> great mission statement there. All righty. Um moving on to state level stuff. Of course, I hope y'all watched the Texas special where we celebrated constitutional carry victory in Texas, state number 21. And for a while now, we've been talking about Louisiana as being the next state in line. And to get the full skinny, the full scoop, the full details on what up in Louisiana, we got a real-life french fella since it's louisiana mr brendan boudreaux he's the director of field operations here at the national association for gun rights and he's going to tell you all about the fight for constitutional carry in louisiana Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is the director of field operations for the National Association for Gun Rights, Mr. Brendan Boudreau. Viewers of our show know that this year NAGR has been making it rain constitutional carry in state after state, and we can't tell you enough how much of an impact this gentleman has been on all these fights, getting it done in five states and counting, and we are excited to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us today,
1: Brendan.
2: Thank you, Ryan, and thank you, Tyler.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're going to dive right in here. So uh, what what's up uh, with uh, Constitutional Carry in Louisiana? Where are we at right now?
2: Well, it's been quite the adventure uh, for, for Constitutional Carry getting uh, to the governor's desk. Um, it's been uh, quite the, uh, the soap opera of watching the, this bill. And actually, there are actually two bills at one time. Uh, the House passed its own version, and then the Senate passed its own version. It went into each other to the opposite chambers, and then just kind of sat there for a couple weeks before some action started happening. Um, And and really, the only reason why why a bill ended up on the governor's desk this year is because of grassroots activists across Louisiana uh, making it happen. Um, So the the bill that was sent to the governor, Senate Bill 118, you guys covered this on your show previously. um, It passed the Senate with a veto-proof majority. It then passed the House. Was veto-proof majority um, right before session ended on June tenth. Uh, the gov- the the bill was sent to the governor's desk on June sixth, um, and and from that date he has it is our belief twenty days to take action on it. Um, now he signaled back in April when the bills first started moving that he he had no intentions of signing it, and I think that. Um, I, I held the belief that that was never going to change. Um, and he, he confirmed that actually within the last uh, 24 hours that he, he's expected to veto the bill. Um, so that's, that's where it stands right now. Uh, he has, we believe, until June 26th, act on it. Um, but the, uh, according to the Louisiana Constitution, uh, the state legislature is supposed to go into a veto override. Um, it is within, uh, i trying to think how many days it is. 40 days of the end of the regular session. That is unless a majority of the members in one or both of the chambers um, signals that they do not want to hold a veto override session. So that's where things stand today. Awesome,
0: sounds good. So you're, you know that we have no problem with uh, diamond people out who get in the way of passing pro-gun legislation. We call it shooting blanks on the show. Can you uh, name drop a few of the the bad guys who have been slowing this down? Because it seems like they have the numbers, and it it shouldn't even be a question whether it's going to get passed, but we're still kind of wondering if it's going to happen. Is is there a few uh, Scrooge McDucks out there that you want to oh, yeah. name drop?
2: Yeah, I, I'll start with uh, just because just he deserves it, Governor John Bell Edwards. Amen. Amen. Uh, he- He's governor of Louisiana. He's a Democrat. Probably, I believe, probably the only Democrat left uh, governing a deep-red state like Louisiana. Uh, Clearly, he has no statewide aspirations after this. Uh, It's been rumored in Baton Rouge that he's going for a Biden appointment. So, of course, he's going for a Biden appointment. He's he's not going to sign constitutional carry. He's got to do everything to placate the radicals in D.C., uh, if he was running for statewide office, this would just be a really bad idea to veto this bill. So uh, number one is, is John Bell Edwards. And it's, it's actually kind of fun to see some of the conservatives in the legislature there. Uh, State Representative Danny McCormick, he's our bill sponsor, uh, really working over the governor on this. Even though the governor is vetoing line-item uh, line vetoing uh, uh, projects in Danny McCormick's district, he's still going after the governor for, for killing conservative legislation. So oh, yeah. uh, kudos to our friends who are keeping up the fight there. Number two, uh, it, it's kind of a tie between uh, uh, Speaker of the House Clay Shexnader and Senate President uh, Paige Cortez. Both these gentlemen are Republicans. Uh, they uh, they wield all the authority over their caucuses in, in, in each of their respective chambers. And... Um, you know, they've, they've had a habit of, uh, since they've been in power, of of not going into the veto override sessions. In fact, there's this long-held tradition in Louisiana of not holding veto override sessions or even attempting to override governor's vetoes. And, you know, of course, the, the lore out of Baton Rouge is that, well, you know, the governor has so much power, he'll just punish all these legislators with white-item vetoes if if we try to go to a veto override session. And I just I shake my head because it's the same story in every single state I've worked in. All the governor's veto is so powerful, we can't possibly override his veto because uh, he'll do X, Y, or Z. Um, and, and we're calling we're calling nonsense on that. Um, you know, if, if the Republican-controlled legislature actually wants to have power and hold power, they actually have to use it. Um, and they have to, to hold this veto override session and, and throw it back in John Dell Edwards' space. Not only that, there's a handful of Democrats who voted for uh, for the constitutional carry bills, for Senate Bill 118 and House Bill 596, if the Republican-controlled legislature allows the bills to die without even trying to override the governor's veto, those Democrats just got a free pass. Yeah. They voted for a pro-gun bill, and you know, supposedly it's thought that they they won't vote to override the governor's veto because they don't want to go against their governor. Well, there's no way for for us to know that, or for the for gun rights activists across the state to know that, unless they have and they hold the veto override session.
1: Right, so sounds like you're running all the right plays here, Brendan, you know, uh, targeting who, who are the bad guys, but um, people of Louisiana have made their voices heard, they want constitutional carry, but what can they do right now to get constitutional carry signed into law?
2: Yeah, so right now it's, it's simply sending the message to their legislators that they expect them to hold the veto override session. Um, you know, here at the National Association for Gun Rights, we're getting ready for an accountability program for if they do not hold that veto override session. We are currently making it absolutely and abundantly clear to every member who voted for constitutional carry that if they, um, if they signal that they don't want to hold a veto override session, they will be exposed. Uh, there's this uh, thing that we just discovered within the last couple of weeks here as we've been uh, kind of uh, gearing up for this battle that uh, the, basically the, uh, the House clerk and the Senate clerk uh, uh, keep a tally of how everyone uh, responds to what is called the veto override ballot. Uh, and that will be published about the, about the time that the veto override session is supposed to be happening. So we will know who votes to, uh, to cancel the veto override session. And Like I said, they actually haven't, as far as I can tell, they've never held a veto override session in, the, in, in state history. Um, so we, we at the National Association for Gun Rights have a, have a habit of making history in state legislatures. Uh, and, and this might be one of those moments where um, you know, there's just this over overwhelming uh, tidal wave of grassroots pressure going down on the state legislature that they may not have a choice but to hold a veto override session. But obvi- obviously we can't take that for granted. That's why we're running the plays. We have uh, phone calls going into targeted districts, we have mail dropping, um, we have emails going out, Facebook ads, I mean, you name it. We are, we're going uh, full court press on this so that they know that if they cancel the Vita override session, they can't say, well, well, gosh, we just didn't know. Uh, we didn't know that people wanted it this bad. No, it'll be clear, and then there'll be accountability for, uh, for those who, who vote to, uh, to cancel the Vita override session. Right on. Well,
0: we're, we're excited that it's this close and hoping that we can get it over the finish line. If so, that would be six constitutional carry states that passed this year, which is freaking wild. Um, but we want, we want to know what the future is looking like. What states do you see on the horizon where you're excited to take the fight for constitutional carry and where are we going to get it passed?
2: Yeah, I tell you what, one one big prize that we have on our on our radar now with Texas passing, uh, Texas obviously the huge one. That is a game changer for Absolutely. constitutional carry nationwide. Um, you know, the the next big big uh, bite of the apple we'd like to take is Florida. Yeah. You know, Governor Ron DeSantis, he's been a hero for conservatives on on the COVID stuff, uh, but but Florida is lacking on the gun rights issue. Uh, they are one of only a handful of states where open carry of handguns is outright prohibited. Um, And I believe that prohibition actually applies to long guns, too. Of course, back in 2018, they passed a myriad of uh, gun control laws, including red flag uh, prohibiting persons under the age of 21 from purchasing firearms, uh, a waiting period, mandatory government waiting period. Uh, to, To be fair, Governor DeSantis was not governor at the time. Um, But, you know, if he's got his eyes on the White House, it's going to be big for him to go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, make constitutional carry a a major issue for him uh, in the next couple of years here. Uh, It would do him well against other potential candidates for governor, like Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, who now has a constitutional carry law uh, on his resume that he gets to champion. Uh, Outside of that, you know, Alabama, Indiana, South Carolina – uh, I was pretty disappointed that those three states, that Republican majorities in all three of those states, uh, fell uh, fell short of passing constitutional carry. So those are those are three very good uh, chances of passing constitutional carry. But then you have these you know oddball states like Nebraska with their unicameral legislature that there's just no reason why they're not a constitutional carry state. Um, so that's 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 kind of like the the next tier. After that, you've got the, the, the Rust Belt states of, uh, of Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, all of whom are really just waiting on getting pro-gun governors there. And, and those states are, are, are very finicky when it comes to electoral politics. Yep. There's a good chance that you know 2022 could be a wave year for Republicans in those states, and we could see the Governor Whitmers of the world lose and, and Michigan elect a, a pro-gun Republican. Who then could possibly sign constitutional carry into law in 2023? Uh, stranger things have happened.
1: True. Yeah. So we're excited to see uh, what what the next couple of years bring and what your uh, whole team, the field operations team, can do with that. But uh, we're going to shift gears here for the last question here for you, Brendan. Um, as you know, we have a uh, a segment on our show called Inside the Waistband, and we want to know what you're packing today. What are you carrying?
2: Well, I I work from my office and my home, so I don't have too much packing to do. I do in my in my gun safe behind me have my uh, 1942 Springfield Armory M1 Garand, uh, which is always ready in case uh, any uh, any miscreants wander into the yard. Get off my
0: lawn, foot alert.
2: <laughs> hey, you know if it, if it was good enough to beat uh, fascists on two continents, I I think it's good enough for home defense. it's good point. Fair point. Yep. So.
1: <laughs> all right, Brendan, that's all we have for you. Um, I'd like to thank you for the amazing work you and your team have done, and let's keep it rolling. Hell yeah.
2: Thank you, guys, and I appreciate your work as well. And, yeah, Lord willing, we'll get a few more victories this year. Sounds you good bet.
1: to me. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, guys. You too.
0: Great stuff from Brendan Boudreaux. Exciting stuff in the state fights and the future for constitutional carry is looking bright. But bright. back by popular demand, you asked for it. You got it. The people said, we want to dive all up in the Tactical Tackles waistband once yep. more. So we're inviting you again, Tyler, to whip it on out and show us what you're packing. <laughs> what you, would what'd you bring for us today?
1: Today, I have another turkish canic Damn.
0: all about the turkish
1: yeah this is the tp9 sf elite elite and what sets this apart is that this is the compact model so to say it's green <laughs> yeah it's green i'm proud of you you know that this is uh comparable to a 19 uh glock 19 in size um but in my opinion for uh a few dollars less mm-hmm has a lot more coming with it. Um, as we were talking about earlier, Fraser and I, um, this has worn tactical sights, um, standard.
0: Standard, that's that's pretty neat. Exactly. It has Blacked out in the rear fiber
1: optic up front. Yep, yep. It has the ambi slide release and an amazing trigger. I love this thing. I usually use it as my bedside gun with a light on it, but um, yeah, your standard 9mm, uh, Frazier, you got anything to say about it?
0: I, I actually definitely dig it. Um, whenever, whenever people ask me for, who are looking for a budget carry piece or they, they want a pistol for whatever use and they don't want to break the bank for it, I tell them that Canic is definitely a good place to look. Like we've talked about them before. You're, you're a full-blown Canic fanboy now. you got basically their full lineup. And I've shot this years. I, I shoot it pretty damn well. Yeah, I dig it. Again, it's a modern striker-fired pistol. You take them apart, they all basically look the same. There's differences in triggers and features and stuff, but yeah, dad, you really can't go wrong with something like this. Like, what, what what would this go for if I if I walked into a gun store today? Now, obviously, 2021 is having its effect on things,
1: but I would say right now they're going anywhere between 350 and 400. That is that's a lot of gun for $350, 400 bucks. Yeah, and uh, there there's a little cool story behind this uh, I wanna gun. Story? You want to hear a story? You wanna hear a story? story, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> so this this gun uh, was actually purchased through uh, surplus with uh, Century Arms, and the story behind it is is that this was a showpiece that they travel around the shows with. Wow. And um, under further investigation, I found out that this was a tenth ever of this model ever made sheesh yeah i
0: feel like i'm on antiques Roadshow. yeah (laughs)
1: that is pretty uh, pretty nifty yeah um i I love it um you don't find too many of them with the od green slide they're usually tungsten i I wish more more would do the the od green i'm kind of sick
0: of flat dark earth yeah i think green needs to come back because it's it's classic and it's neat
2: that's pretty neat it's beautiful yeah so uh Nice I'm, gun,
0: Witski. Thanks for whipping it out. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Let's get outside your waistband. Please. <clears throat> all right, folks. As always, we're going to wrap up the show by diving into the world of gun control online so you don't have to and find all the stupid shit that the gun grabbers like to post and talk about. And we're starting it off with a bang on the shooting blanks blank segment with... Pe- uh, tweet from Pen Penny Penis, pen- Penis Pincher. Penny Pincher. What's what's Penny Pincher say? Tyler?
1: We we banned Lawn Darts. First of all, who's we? Yeah, you didn't do anything pen penny pincher. <laughs> we <laughs> banned Lawn Darts in 1988. Because it was a dangerous toy. When do we ban the AR-15 once and for all? Hashtag gun control now. Hashtag 60 minutes. Wow. What do you got? Why are we banning lawn darts?
0: Got a f- dart in your neck. Why are we banning anything? Why is it, If we don't like anything, why do we always have to ban why stuff? Why does the government have to get involved with That's everything? That's what I'm talking about. I, I think we should bring back lawn darts, and I'm going to yeah. go ahead and throw that in part of my campaign platform for ATF director, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives, and Lawn Darts. I'm legalizing it all, and then I'm dissolving the agency. Yeah. But... Seriously, ever it's it's pretty well known fact that people are more people are killed with blunt objects than rifles in this country. So are we going to start banning hammers and uh,
1: and cast iron skillets. Yeah. It's, ban it all. It's just people getting scared and they want to yeah. ban everything because it mm-hmm. seems dangerous. Yeah. And I mean, the reason they haven't banned AR-15s yet is literally because of your Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know this this I. This is dangerous. It's right yeah, here. Exactly. I'm scared. Our lives yeah. are in
0: jeopardy. We better get out of here before it shoots yep. us. Go get. <laughs> yeah, so Penny Pincher, you're lame and you're shooting blanks. Next. Ooh, everyone's favorite gun grabber, David Chipman. What's this say? Republican senators suspect Biden ATF nominee lost his firearm as an agent. Wow. How many times have we heard this condescending douchebag tell law-abiding Americans that he's the gun expert, he knows what he's doing with the gun, but you don't have the training and the skills to be a responsible gun owner? Yeah, he he loses (laughs) track of it. He lost his freaking sidearm.
1: Yeah, no shit. Yeah,
0: multiple times. Can we get this dipshit a wood gun to carry around?
2: It's a wooden gun.
1: (laughs) Since this cat likes to lose his his carry piece. What an idiot. (laughs) I mean, these... These gun grabbers are literally mm-hmm. calling Americans mm-hmm. irresponsible. He should have grabbed his own gun and not lost it. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. he's the one being irresponsible, losing mm-hmm. his freaking gun multiple times. And I <laughs> can't stand this buck tooth idiot. Matt. Get him off the screen. He's shooting blanks. Don't ever say get him off about David Shipman again, Tyler. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm and saying. yeah, Americans are irresponsible gun
0: owners Can I get my cap gun back from uh, the Texas special And we'll say David Chipman's allowed to carry that <laughs> Bang Would we Would the, Would the? we get he in trouble? Yeah, if he had it behind the beef jerky Yeah, maybe that's where he lost it mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Behind the tuna and beef jerky in his cabinet Wow All oh, right. What a weird cabinet Next up, we got a headline from the hill The ATF Needs to be modernized. David Chipman can help do that. Yeah. The ATF needs to be abolished. There, yeah. I fix your headline for you, The Hill. There you go. Yeah, David Chipman
0: can help that by losing the entire agency's guns. Exactly. <laughs> Good job. Dumbass.
1: That way they don't kill any dogs.
0: Yeah. There we go. Dogs across America rejoice. Yeah. David Chipman's lost all of the ATF's guns. Has- hashtag save the puppies. Mm-hmm. There you go. We finally found the opportunity where we can work hand in hand with PETA, NAGR, and the People for the (laughs) Ethical Treatment of Animals. Yeah. We're ready for all of the ATF to lose their guns. Yeah. Abolish the ATF, lose their guns, save the puppies. Yeah. It's a win win. It's a win win. Win win win. All right. Cool. Shooting Blanks, again, David
1: Chipman still sucks. No surprise here. Let's wrap up the show. All right. That'll do it for Shooting Blanks. So uh, Mm. if you want to get involved in the fight, Please go to nationalgunrights.org. Become a member today. Yeah. If you'd like to become a frontline defender and fight on the literal front, front lines, um, you can go to nagrfld.org. You can also click down the link to sign all the petitions. All the petitions. Leave all the comments. Yep. And uh, be sure to sign up for these stickers. You know, yeah. we got hundreds of these, and we're willing to give them to you. And we will personally sign. So free. Your letter, keep it as an autograph.
0: Autograph from Fraser and Witsky Yeah, and be worth Collector, millions. Collector's items. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, be sure to check us out. Uh, past videos on YouTube. Again, check out the uh, Texas special we just. Yeah, if you haven't dropped. already, shame on you. Exactly, because it's spectacular. Yep. You can also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Parlor National Association National Association for Not Gun about. Rights. Also, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video. Yeah. And ring that bell, baby. Ring that Liberty Bell.
0: Ring my bell. Did you petitions? Yeah. said petitions. You said petitions. alone, Dad. Sign your petitions. We're getting yelled at. Let's wrap it up. We've yeah. lost control of the show. Yeah.
2: Do I all the things.
0: It. We love you. Goodbye. Good night.